Welcome to the Wolf Whistle, the podcast that interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Welcome to the Wolf Whistle. Welcome to the 84th edition of the Wolf Whistle podcast, the podcast which interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club. Very, very lucky today to be joined by King John Richards, 486 appearances for the Wolves and 194 goals, which was once a club record. John, how are you? I'm very good, Jason, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, which, you know, considering the current situation yes yeah i feel very fortunate so uh touch wood um haven't been over to see my family in australia for a couple of years right understandably but uh, looking forward to next year when uh, hopefully the, uh, the the regulations will allow that to happen but yeah going very well at the moment thank you very much well, you're looking well john i mean you, you look like you're still you're playing weight that's because I've been doing a lot of gardening, a lot of walking. We did a lot of walking during the it's lockdown. Pam keeping you busy, she? she certainly has. She's out <laughs> golfing and I'm doing all the gardening. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so, Should we yeah. the way around? Well, uh. <laughs> I've got to work on that. Yeah. Brilliant. So, what we always do at the start of the podcast, you know I mean? We're delighted to have you on. Um, he's, he's talk about where it all started. I mean, you joined the club in 67, I believe. Um, no, 69. Ah, see, I thought you joined us in 67 and you become a professional in July 69, but there you go, my stats are wrong again. Right, um, do you want me to clarify that? I, want, I do, I need you to clarify it. Yeah, well, because obviously a, a few people have thought that. Right. And it's, it has been written down in places, which yes. is totally wrong. Right. Uh, because in those days they used to take people on as apprentices. Yes. When they were 16, and obviously I was 16 in 90s, in... in 67. Yes. But I'd, I stopped at school until I was 18. Oh, okay. In Warrington. Yes. And it was in 1969 that Wolves approached me. Uh, nobody had approached me before then. So there was a misunderstanding for some right. reason that they people assumed I'd joined when I was 16, which I didn't. I, you know, I was at school in Warrington. Which is a rugby, rugby town, Rugby isn't league it? town, in fact. Yeah. Um, my first time as a footballer was oh, oh. <laughs> Steve Daly Steve Daly can you believe it Steve I'm doing a podcast with Jason <laughs> yeah, can you believe it? it Steve Steve you're going to have to call him back buddy alright <laughs> exactly that he didn't do all that in his career he said no what is it We'll be done in 10 minutes. Cheers, Steve. <laughs> you couldn't write the script, could you? No. It had to be Steve Daly. So I, I started playing football Brilliant. when I was nine. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, and if I must say so myself, I wasn't very good. Oh, right. I was in goal. I was right. the goalkeeper for the juniors team because nobody else would go in goal and I wanted to play. So they stuck you in goal? So put me in goal and we lost 6-0. Right. I can remember the, you know... The, the, she was no good in goal either. <laughs> no, I was no good in goal. So I think the teacher was very astute. He thought, he's not very good in goal. Yeah. Let's try him as right back. So I went to right back. And, oh, right. And, and that was it in those days. You know, I was right back. Then when I was 10, I became right half. 
when I was 11, I was inside right. So I was gradually moving. Gradually moving forward. forward moving up the pitch from and the goalkeeper. And how did you eventually get spotted for Wolves, John? Because obviously in Warrington, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think there was a big scouting network there for, from Wolves. But no, there, there wasn't really. Right. And it was more to do with the clubs around there, was people like Everton, Liverpool, yes. some of the Manchester clubs, because Warrington's in between yeah. both of those cities. And as you, you know, Warrington's a rugby league town. And I played rugby until uh, I was 11 in the same side as Stevie Kint. Yes. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he played for a different school, but we both got selected for the no Warrington Juniors. He was he was a left winger, and I was the right winger in the rugby league. Oh, team. brilliant! So that's where that's where our initial yeah. contact came in, um, and it was quick even then. I used to run through people, but I was I was then playing in local league for the school team. Yeah. And it was more to do with the school team than anything else because we uh, we had a very good school team. It was a it was the Warrington Grammar School, and when I was 17, 18, I got selected for the county, Lancashire, yeah. Yeah. and we played this tournament down in, uh, in uh, Bognor yeah. uh, at the Easter time, and it was, it was, it was a tournament uh, for all the counties, um, and it was just a bit of a get-together, and then what they did, they selected the, uh, the England Grammar School boys team mm-hmm. as a result of those matches and trials. Um, and I got picked for the England Grammar School boys team. Okay. And there was a, the Staffordshire School Schools uh, county team were there. Yeah. And one of their um, coaches or one of the people who worked with him was a guy called Tony Penman. Right. And Tony was sort of a part-time scout with Wolves. And he approached me and said, you know, are you with any other club, with any club? And I says, no. And he said, You'd be interested in coming for a trial at Wolves, and so I was 18. This was the uh, the Easter of 1969, and um, the f- probably two or three days after the tournament ended, it was a week-long tournament. Yeah. Um, Tony and Joe Gardner. Yeah. Came to my house and um, you know took me back to Wolverhampton for a couple of three days. Um, and I played in a reserve match, the very last reserve match of the 1969 season, 68-69 yeah. season, and it was Derby. Oh, right, okay. And I played up front with Jimmy Seal. Yeah. And we beat Derby 4-1. I didn't score. Right. Jimmy scored three, and the other goal scorer was uh, Dougie Woodfield. Yeah, yeah. I remember Dougie, smashing lad Dougie. And, uh, and from that, when we went back into the dressing room, there was... Um, you know, people milling about, and this gentleman came up to me and said, oh, you, "You did really well there, son." He said, uh, "How would you like to play for Wolves?" And I said, "Yes, I would." Thank you oh, very much. I'm and that that lit- he went out, and I said to Jimmy Seal, "Who was that?" He said, "That was John Ireland." So who's he? <laughs> He's the chairman of the club. So, and that's how it that's how it began. That's amazing, John, because you know you look back and you think. Maybe you had loads of trials, or you know, you was on the ground staff, or you know, you've been spotted, and, and you know, it, it, it's it's almost like the flip of a coin, isn't it? You know, you've gone to the tournament. There's there's a wall scout there, and all of a sudden the rest is history. Yeah. I mean, what a what a smart decision by that scout, by the way. You know, on the basis that you went on to score 194 goals for the club. Um, yeah. You made your debut uh, in 28th of February 1970. I mean, this must have been a baptism of fire. Three all draw against the West Brom, uh, against the Albion. Well, you've got to bear in mind, it's only about six or seven months 
after I joined. Yeah, of course. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very new yeah. to the training. The, the pre-season, Jason, it murdered me. You know, we were yeah, running, kind of yeah. chase and everything like that. Oh, it was, but it was hard work. And then, obviously, I was playing in the, the third team, the West Midlands League team. Yeah. And then broke into the, um, into the reserves. And in the re- I, got, I think I got into the reserves at about the October, November time. And I think the key thing from my point of view, I scored five goals yeah. against Blackburn. Okay. It was a reserve match. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a way we, we beat them 5-1. Um, and that then brought me and to you got the, all five? Yeah. And, th- and that brought me to the attention. Yes, of course. Because you know, obviously in those days you would have, um, you know, it's almost like your, right, your reserve right back would play for the first team. Yeah. If the right back in the first team got injured. So it was almost like a mirror of the first team yes so yes. I, I was then suddenly in almost on the fringes of the first team yeah. and, and I started going to some of the matches um, just to get some experience um, from December onwards and then Dugan got injured in the um, late January February and um, and McGarry said um, he only told me on the Friday the day before the match you know you're in you're in tomorrow that was the Albion game and <laughs> in hindsight, away as well, yeah, the Orthons. When I think about it, it, it was a, probably quite a sort of um, tough introduction. Yes, you know, yeah, not man, you know, because normally you you would be introduced gently as you know, sub and, and stuff. And you fill like in big boots, Derek Dugan as well. Yeah, uh, but I think I benefited from ignorance. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know the rivalry between West Brom. Wolverhampton. Right, so you just went out there and... I'm from Lancashire. Yeah. <laughs> I've only been in yeah. Wolverhampton six, seven months. So I know it's another team. Yes, yes, but yes. But I don't know how far away it is or the rivalry between yeah, them. Because, yeah. because it's not part of my upbringing. Of course, of course. So it was just a case of... Get your boots on. And I was lucky enough that I was able to get, you know, um, my family there for the match. Yes, and yes, mom, yeah. My mum in, in particular. And it was, uh, you know, I loved it. I just yeah. really loved it. It was... It was Trying to think, there was oh, the, one of the defenders. It was a corner. It might have been John Wilde, because John, and I, I just, I'd been in a run, and sprinted past him. We're at the corner. He says, "You sprint past me again, son. I'm going to put you up in the north bank. Oh, no, in the north bank. Yeah, up in the stand." And I'm going, right. So I kept, I kept away from him. Yeah, just yeah, worked yeah. and worked and worked. And I think, the dark arts. Yeah, and I think the uh, the comment in the in the Sporting Star was, you know. Richard works. Richard's worked hard and covered every blade of the grass. Brilliant. And it was a great match. Yes. We, we, we were three two up, with about two minutes to go, and they equalised. So it would have been a great oh. game. I can remember Huey scored this goal. I think the um, Michael Grady scored a cracker as well. Yeah. On that game, but Huey's one of his. He's hit this header. I've never known anybody had a ball so hard in who, my life. So who was you up front with that day? Huey? Huey Curran. Huey Curran, sorry. Yeah, Huey Curran. And I was up front. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't remember him. You're too young, Jason. I am yeah. slot. I was just going to say, I do know my Wolves history, and I do, obviously yeah. Huey Curran. Um, but I was born in 1977, John. I probably, yeah, so, I probably look so, a bit older. But. Yeah, but now, so and Huey and Doug were the, the main two. With, yeah. With Bobby Gold as the, as the sort of reserve type, sort of standing striker. But obviously, Brilliant. this was the debut. And then I played. I think I played another two or three games, um, including one at Sunderland, 
and that was that was it for that season. I was then sort of on the fringes, learning my trade more in the reserves. Because then your first full season, 70-71, and then right through to 81-82, this must be a record you're very proud of, John. That's uh, 11 seasons where you scored every season for Wolves. And there was only one of those seasons where we wasn't in the top flight. So, you know, that, yeah. that, I mean, that is an incredible record. And I think eight of those seasons, you were top scorer, which is... I mean, just incredible. What could have happened as well, early doors, 71-72, uh, we got to the UEFA Cup final, um, mm. sadly losing to Spurs. It was 2-1 uh, away and it was a one-all draw at home. That must have been really difficult to take as a young man, um, so close to, to, to glory almost, because we'd had such a great run, hadn't we, beating Juventus, Ferencvaras. That's right, and we had a, we had a great run. We, we, were, yeah. we were the surprise package, you know, because yeah. nobody knew much about Wolves, you know, the... the Juventus game was a was a cracker, and I think it, it was expected that they would yes they would they would walk that one, um, and it was a fantastic adventure. You know, you've got to bear in mind that people like myself and Kenny Hibbert, we were twenty one. Yeah, Ronnie Young, it was start oh, season, um, and it was a case of well, no, we were twenty at the start of the season, twenty one during the season, and we were suddenly playing. In Europe. In Europe against some of these players who played in the World oh, yeah, Cup. Of course. And it was absolutely fantastic experience. And we just took it in our stride. Yeah. You know, it was it was more the adventure. Yeah. You just go out there and play, did your best. Um and I think probably as a team that that was as good a team yes. as I played in for the, the for, Wolves, for Wolves. For Wolves, you know, yeah. that sort of period, like 72, 74. Yes. You know, there was there was a quality of the players. Monroe, the Bailey, Waggy, I yeah. mean. We, well, we we got a mix and match. You know, you got you got Danny, Danny Hegan, yes. who, who could throw in the, you know something extraordinary. Yeah. Um, Jim McCallyog. Yeah. Um, you know, we got because he was captain, wasn't he, Jim? Yeah. yeah. So so we we got this fantastic mix of quality yes. players. Yeah. And I think we just took you know these the, the, these teams by surprise. And, and we did speak earlier. It was uh, a disappointment's the wrong word, but it, I, I think was it a bit of a damp squib that it was two British sides in the final? Yeah, John? definitely. I, I think it, it just lost its yeah interest from most people. Yeah. Not us to a certain extent, but it was almost like just another league game. Yeah. Two more league games on top of the ones that you're already playing. Yes. Week in week. Did it have that feel to it almost? Yeah, definitely. You know, it it, it was not the sort of. Yeah. If it had been Juventus, you know, we've got we've got Juventus, we're travelling, we've got them at home, the place would have been yeah. buzzing. It was Spurs. A good side, obviously Spurs, of course. But, but, but our fans had seen them play. Yeah. Season in, season out. So it wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't that sort of surprise or the excitement that you would have got if it had been a and, you know, a, a different team. And a, now a non English the, team. These UEFA Cup finals now, obviously, are in other countries as well, aren't they? That's you know, right, it's a neutral yeah. ground. So, yeah, yeah. And, and and playing in England, like you said, it must have had that league league game feel to it, mustn't it? Yeah, definitely. And and there were midweek matches. Yeah. So it's difficult for fans to travel. Of course, of course. So you know, it's a working day. You're not going to get your your away fans travelling to uh, to Spurs. There were quite a lot there, but it it wasn't the same as having it a Saturday. Or a sat you know two Saturdays or one venue yes. where everybody sort of prepares and goes for. But it was good. It was good, you know, and it was a good experience for us as young players. Yes. Uh, bit of a disappointment I felt for people like um, Mike Bailey. Yes. Waggy. Yeah. Doug. Yeah. Well, you know, who who hadn't won anything. Yeah. 
Um, I, don't, I don't mean that in a sort of derogatory no, way. No, no, not at all. I mean it in a way that, you know, as, as a player, you want to win. And they were good players, you know. Yeah, the you know, you want, to, players. you want to win the league. Yes. You, you want to win a cup final. And this was, a, this was our cup final. Yeah. The, the UEFA Cup. Um, and then obviously you've got to bear in mind the disappointments of the following season. Yes. Where we lost two semi-finals. Yes. The FA Cup and the League Cup. And again to Spurs, the League Cup yeah. was the FA Cup was Leeds. So suddenly you've got this this nucleus of senior players who are top class players. Yeah. Who are on the verge of finishing their careers without winning a trophy. Yeah. And and there was that sense within the club, and I think you know with Matt McGarry as well. McGarry was good at driving us forward. Yes. There's no doubt about it. And look, you know, players criticise him. Uh, but he was good. He was yeah. good. he was good with young players. You yeah, you got to bear in mind. You know, a lot of us are away from home. In yeah, a different he, environment. We needed to. Be, you know, he needed to be strict. Yes, and he was with us, Jason. Yeah. He was really strict, and uh, you know, there was curfews, there was tight controls on, on things. You know, fines if you any misdemeanors, being late for training. Yeah, and he, he, you, I couldn't imagine you being that sort of player. Do you want to be late for training? Who turn up well, smelling I, of booze? And no, no, but I was late for training the ones because I'd gone home to Warrington. All oh, right, for the weekend, and on the Monday I, I was driving back early. Yeah, and it was in the winter, and it, there was heavy snow. Right, so, so the M6 was blocked, and I, and I couldn't get back. And in those days, you didn't have a phone, so I missed the Monday morning training. So oh, yeah, of course, because now you just get your mobile, listen, gaffer, and yeah, be late. Yes, yeah, yeah, so I got fined, um, I think it was 15 quid, which is about half my wages. Flipping yeah. egg. So it, a bit yeah, harsh, wasn't it, that? Yeah, just, you know, it didn't accept the fact that yeah. I was, you know, it, there was snow that caused it. He said you should have left on the Sunday. I think a lot of, I think a lot of the, the, the players who I've interviewed from that era do say, you know, he was a bit of a taskmaster. Yeah. Uh, I spoke to Willie Carr last week. He says about his debut, you know, one seven one, come off the pitch. You played in the game. Yeah, that's right. You know, and he was seven one. You know, he was giving you a roasting, wasn't he? Yeah, because he didn't think we tried hard enough in the second half. He thought we eased <laughs> off, which in, in, probably did. Yeah. But if if, you, if you're seven one up, then you you know you're going to win anyway. Well, right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, stands a chance. I mean, you say about. Um, Dugan and Waggy and you know not well, Frank, Mike, Bailey, Mike Bailey not possibly getting his chance to win a medal 1974 League Cup final at Wembley it was our day in the sun Man City and, and I think like the Forest game nobody you know we was the underdogs let's be honest mm. and, and mm. spoke to many players from that era who said exactly the same in the dress in the in the, the tunnel you know you got Franny Lee juggling the ball and Kenny it's looking over thinking flipping it what we're coming to here yeah um and then you walked out and you saw that gold and black sea of gold and, and black and that roar and that must have thought right. I, I was always confident for that match. Oh, was you? Yeah, I, I, I was, I was, I'd got a bit of an injury, a pelvic strain and the build-up to it, but yep. I was always going to play. Uh, we always did well against Man City. Yeah. Uh, in the league games, um, you know, they were an open side, they played and it suited us. Um, and when you look at the forward line, yeah, you, you could go, you know, flipping egg, you know, they got Summerbee, yeah. Colin Bell, Dennis Francis Law, Lee. Fanny Lee, Rodney Marsh. That's I mean, your, that... that's your forward line. Yes. So you can understand why people are going. Yeah. But we, you know, we were young, 
we had a lot of young players. Yes. We've got Alan, Jeff Palmer, myself, yeah, yeah. Kenny, Gary Pace. Yes. You know, um, John McCall. Yeah. Know. We were young lads, yeah. you know, and, and we, we were up for it. It's as simple as that. And then when you got the experience of Mike Bailey and Dugan and, yeah. and Waggy, Derek Parkin, you know, Frank. It, you mix that together. It, that's it, a, that's it, a good team. And we, as I said, we always did well against them. So we, we didn't have any worries about it. I think the only thing we worried more about was walking out with those silly tracksuits on, which made us look like... Uh, <laughs> you still got yours? Uh, no. I don't, I don't know <laughs> we were kept... It, did they, you leave it in the dressing room? They, if you remember, there were yellow leggings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. black top. It was yeah. Like, it was like Rod Hull's emu. Oh, really? That type, <laughs> with little yellow legs sticking yeah, down yeah. the bottom. But, you know... For us, it was a great experience. It, it I was, bet it, it was. It's what you want as a kid. Of course it is. You know, as, as a schoolboy, you're playing in the playground, you've seen the cup finals, you want to be in that cup final, you want to be Jimmy Greaves or wherever it was at the time that you were watching. And it was, you know, it, it was it, Wembley. The you first time that a lot of us had actually played at Wembley. And you're walking out in front of 100,000. Now, um, I know it was 2 1 win. Kenny B got the first. Not sure who got the winner, John. Yeah. Well, that was a lucky one as well because it was. It, it was, was it? Yeah, it was deflected off uh, Rodney Marsh's heel. Okay. It was a great. Pass. Actually, yeah, yeah. It was a great pass from Mike Bailey, just between the two of the defenders to Alan Sunderland. Yeah. It took it to the line and just hit it low and hard. That's, that's the right course. Yes, I've, yeah, I'm yeah. picturing it in my head now. And, yeah. And it just flicked um, Rodney Marsh's heel. Yeah. To where I was. Into your path. Just by the penalty spot. Um, Thank you very much. And you know you just it's it's one of those it's, it's an instinctive one you don't yeah. you don't just put your place it yeah hard and low and hope, fortunately it went through somebody's legs and thank you very much of the, Make, listen John that's meat and veg to you in it that oh yeah you're low and hard <laughs> getting there yeah inside the uh, the penalty area I mean Kenny Kenny jokes about this to be fair to him and you know was he aiming for the other corner but but listen it doesn't matter does he it doesn't matter you know. We, I played golf the other day with a pal and it, it, I miss hit a shot. I, I, I thinned it. Yeah. And it ended up eight foot from the pin and I knocked it in. And he went... You, you wasn't honest, was you? Anyway, he went, does it make any difference, does it? Of course it's it does. sport, however it goes in. Yeah. Of course however it, it gets there. And I think Let me tell you something. Out of them... Probably are 60,000 Wolves fans, if not more, in the stadium that day. None of them cared how that went in. No, I tell you, not at all. Absolutely. And, and I think that's what gave us the boost as well. Yes. The, Do you think yeah, there's the a bit fan. of luck on your side? Maybe. Sometimes is there a game when you think we have got a little bit of luck on our side? You can, you, you can set, you can sense when the game's going your way. Yes. And yes. I, and I think you know whether it's luck or just the sort of pattern of the game. Yes. But we, you know, we always felt we'd got a chance, even though they were putting pressure on us. Yeah. Which, you know, to be fair, they did. You know, yes. Gary Pearce played out of his skin. Yeah. But we always, you know, you always sense that, you know, we were going to create chances as well. Yeah. It was just a case of um, taking one of them. And, and Waggy got injured, didn't he? Um, yeah. He, he came off. Um, Barry Powell, come on. Barry came on. Yeah, Barry, so yeah. that gave it a little bit of a boost because he was more of a midfielder. Yeah. And helped us get, get control of it. And we talk about injuries, you've got to feel sorry for Lofty that day. I mean, look, we love Lofty to bits. Uh, you know, I mean, Gary Pierce, listen, man of the match, I believe, played out of his skin, like you said. But that's, it, it's a tough one for, for, for Lofty to miss out on that, isn't it? It's heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. It's heartbreaking. Teammate for that many years, and you yeah. finally get there, and he deserves it as much as anyone, of yeah, course he, he does. He played in all the games before that, and, you know, not just in, you know, 
in in the League Cup matches, but all the league games yeah. from when he first got in the team, you know, in, in the late sixties, you know, he had that run didn't he, in the team. He was oh, in it for yeah, years, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, all the UEFA Cup run and everything like that. He's our, he was our number one, and for him to have that he, just before what would have been his, you know, his dream come true. It would have been is what what it is going at Wembley, playing at Wembley. That's what you do. You dream of it. Six years later, um, you know, it'd been a bit topsy-turvy. We, we, we got oh, relegated 75-76, bounced back straight away. I mean, John, it, it, your goal-scoring record, I mean, 33 the one season, 17-15, 25-20-13, 18-17. I mean, you must have been on absolute fire. Did we, we'll come to your goal-scoring records in a minute because yeah. they are important. That, that 1980 League Cup final, once again, we'd, we'd, we'd uh, beat... Uh, Man City in 74 there's still a nucleus of the team yourself Willie Carr Kenny yeah. Hibbitt, um and Derek Parkin Jeff Palmer sorry who'd, who'd played in, in both games did that give you a bit of confidence for all that we played the European champions the League Cup holders did that give you some confidence knowing that there was four players who'd been out and done it almost I think what gave us the confidence was was the whole team yeah you know we, we believed in us ourselves. Yes. We, we we were a good team. There's yes. no doubt about oh. it. And it, it was it was it was a change of sort of suddenly myself, Kenny, yep. people like that. We were the older ones. Yeah. We were the aging ones. You know, in, in the '74, you've got D- Dugan, yep. Bailey, and people Waggy, people like that. So the the tables had turned. Yeah. And we got some great youngsters. Yes. You know, Braddy. Yeah. Or Bradshaw. Yeah. Yeah. You know, great, you know, smashing goal, great goalkeeper, George at the back with with Emily. Yeah. Oh, what a combination that yeah. was. And, and Emily had never won uh, the League Cup. Won no, everything at right. Liverpool. So, so what we'd got, Jason, we'd we'd got some young players who, you, who Mel, Peter, Peter yeah. Daniel, and you, you knew were good players. Yes. All right, they were a good side. But to be fair. Um, Richie and John, Richie Barker and John Barnwell, yeah, had, had sussed them out yeah. for us. They'd, they'd come up with a, a strategy, yes, to play against them in a certain way. And the, and the key one was um, Peter Daniel, yeah, on um, Robertson, yeah, John Robertson, the left. Yeah. That that lad was was super with the ball, Robertson. But Peter never gave him a touch. Peter, you know, sacrificed a lot of his work going forward. To make sure John Robertson yeah. was kept out of the game, and he he did his job, and so was the longer we we kept it nil nil, yeah, the more we felt we we'd got a chance. And Peter Daniel struck that crossfield ball, but, but you've got to bear in mind where he was. Yeah, you know, you know where he was. When it, 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 it wasn't sort of up, up the field. It was right back. Yeah, you know, to, you know, just inside was just inside our half. Yeah. So and that's the position he'd been playing. To counter, yes, to John Robinson. And, yeah, it was it was it was fortunate, really. That uh, well, it, I was a bit disappointed because I actually thought Andy was going to get up to it, nod it on, nod it up, and I was going to you get the I winner again. I was running to try and catch yeah. up with Andy because he was he was quite a bit ahead of me. But obviously, with the um, you know with with, with the collision with, with Shilton and. Uh, it just felt beautifully. And then, and then he put it in with his left foot, and he could have put it in with his right, couldn't he? But he was left-footed. But he, he wasn't going to risk it, was he? No. And you know, it, 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 
you, you did well to get it before it went in because it was already going in. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. It was going yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it, Once again, it could see the but, it could, but it would have been an own goal. Yeah. So it, it, oh. that was the, that was the fastest he'd run all match to make fastest sure he's running his career. I've heard. <laughs> but it was. But again, I just felt we deserved that one. Yes. You know, because more of the uh, the tactics we we yeah. out didn't outplay them because they they played well, but we out we outthought them. Yes. And you know from a tactical point and how how not 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 different i suppose because like i said there was four players who played in both finals for you john uh, being one of them how 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 did it compare to the 74 did you feel more confident did you you know was it was it was there less pressure as you was a bit of a you know an older player at the time how, how, you know how did it compare or, or are they both equally as momentous occasions no I, th- I felt it was a lot more relaxed yeah, you know there was a lot more excitement around the the first one, but whether that was just me, my age, yeah. you know, and the players, the younger players who I associated with, we definitely felt the build up was a lot more uh, exciting. Yes, you know, there was stuff in the papers, you know, there was pictures of the lads wearing suits with the with the local um, clothes shop and stuff like that. Yeah, and there was a, there was there was more of a buzz with that one, whereas the eighty one, you know, it was almost like there's a job to be done. Yes. You know, it, yeah. it, it, there, there wasn't the sort of um, clam around it with the, um, it was excitement, but it wasn't a sort of um, new, you know, for a lot of the, the supporters, the 74 one, yeah. especially the, the younger ones, that was their first experience. Of course. Because the last time, of Wembley because the last time it was 1960 yeah, so you've got yeah. a, you know you've got a generation of players whereas you'd, you'd got a lot of the 74 ones who were still yeah coming to the 80 they'd been to the 74 yeah so you'd, you'd got the sort of not a familiarity but it, it was a sort of um, it, it was it, it didn't have that that newness yes it had in the, in the 74 one Obviously, it was important for everybody in, in the club, but, you know, just getting there. Well, you could see from the reaction after we the semi-final, you know, it, all the crowd was on the pitch. The Swindon game. Yeah, Swindon. Yeah, Meleve scored a worldie, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was, you know, it was great to get back there again. Yeah. Um, you know, when you look back, you, you think, well, you know, you are lucky to get to two cup finals and, w- and win them both and win them both and you know, one's something that what? a lot of players never get and you've still got both your tankards I yes I have yes. good good yeah, good yeah, I've got them somewhere yeah good somewhere yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. if it was me they'd be flipping out as soon as people walked in they'd have to run yeah, for good yeah, luck yeah well, my wife gets fed up of them oh he's sick of seeing them yeah she doesn't like cleaning them all the time so we put, we put them away so they're nice and safe <laughs> Um. And actually, after the 80 League Cup final, because we're in the Mount Hotel today. Um, this is where we had the reception. This is where you had the reception, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah we came here. Yeah. We, we, we drove all the way back from Wembley. Yeah. Which was totally different to the um, to the 74 one because we you were. You stopped down, did you? Yeah. We're at the, um, I think it was the, the Hilton. Yes. So there was a banquet there for us. Okay. Which was fantastic. And, you know, as a young lad, I think. And each of the players, cause whether it was. We were going to get it whether we, we'd won or lost. There was a little bottle of champagne oh, in each brilliant. of our rooms, which was fantastic because obviously we were there with our wives as yeah, well. Yeah, of course. So that was nice. And then I can remember at the banquet, there was. Uh, little things like that are amazing, aren't they? Yeah. The, the, what the, the hotel had done, they'd actually done a, 
a central di- display of, of an eye sculpture of a wolf. Really? Absolutely. See, f- absolutely fantastic. You know, Brilliant. And as a kid, you, it's, of course, it sticks in your mind these sort of things. The thing is, look, John. Yeah. I can speak on behalf of Wolves fans. You know, when they're watching the '74 League Cup final, you know, they, they, obviously you're on a pedestal, and rightly so. But once again, your skin and bones, and to you, after you won it, you are just a young man, aren't you? Oh, Living yeah. your dream, and That's right, you know, yeah. and, and these sort of things are special. You know, you think Amazing. I've never seen anything like that in my life. You know, wow. an ice sculpture of a wolf, and all credit to the hotel for doing it. Oh, and then brilliant. the '81, again, but it was totally different. It was it was back here. So yes. You know, you got to bear in mind we, you know, we didn't get back here till about nine o'clock, so it, it was late, and, and and the function had started at about half seven. Listen, Mel said he wasn't very happy to be honest. He said that we got there and it was almost like the players were an afterthought, and we were hurried around. And well, it's because you know we were delayed. You know, because right. obviously you're not going to rush. Yeah, after you've of course you're not. You know, you know, you're doing so inter- the you're atmosphere. Doing, you're doing interviews. Yeah, you, as you said. You're soaking it all in. Of course you, you are. You know, you, you want to stay in the dressing room, chat to your pals and stuff yeah. like that. And so, you know, you, we, we're not leaving till late on in the, in the evening. Yeah. Um, and so, quite rightly, the function here you know, had started yeah. an hour and a half before we got in. <laughs> so, that was good of them. Yeah. Um, I don't like to talk disappointments, but 81, uh, semi-final. Um, oh, yeah. FA Cup you know to all spoke to Kenny and Willie about this um, Willie Carl Cool as a cucumber from the uh, for, from the penalty and, and then the, the replay we lost 3-0 um, at the neutral ground Highbury um, how the, disappointing very not as disappointing as, as the 73 one alright oh, okay I was going to ask about that what, the, what, the what, Leeds what, one right um when we lost at Main Road, yes. one nil, yes. because I thought we played yep. Leeds. Yeah, we were yep. a better team than yep. Leeds. Yep. I hit the inside of the post yep. late on, um, and yeah, that was the one to me of all. That the, was the one, the closest one. That yeah, could have been. Yes. Yeah, I think the Spurs one. You know, they they did well. You know, and we got away with it, the the late penalty. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you think well, we probably could have. Done better in the in the yes. time, because suddenly you, you know you go into a replay. That was the chance, that, wasn't it? Then, the the, the yeah. first game. Yeah, the, the first game was the chance. Yeah. Um, and so again, Andy got injured. Yeah. Andy was injured, so he yeah. wasn't there for the second, for the replay. Yes. So you know we, we got a, a weakened team, and I think that affected us. Yeah. In the build up to that, I think we thought we would. We, we're going to be under the cash here. And I spoke to Kenny about the penalty, and he, you know, he, he said he was as surprised as anyone. He said he heard the cheer, and he thought that's a big cheer for a corner. And then, the, <laughs> and then it's a penalty. And Willie Carr and Willie, like I said, interviewed him last week. He said he took the penalty, and uh, he said it wasn't until he took it and he was trying back up. He thought, "Shit, I'm glad I didn't miss it." I know. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to give him all credit because oh, massive. You know, it's not one I would have fancied no no way at all no way so you've got to have a lot of courage to sort of step up and do that at that time but those were the two um, you know probably the the Leeds one and that one where I thought yeah. that was a, that was a, a chance missed um, you know and in the, the FA Cup you're lucky if you get one chance never mind two uh, that's the yeah. thing and I think it's 70 yes we went to Wembley a year later but I mean an FA Cup once again 
would have been such an, um, uh, such a fantastic occasion, wouldn't it? Oh, you yeah, know, it would yeah, have just yeah. been just yeah. Yeah. And, and But that was quite nice, really, obviously. It was such, you know, that was a really successful team in the 70s, John. A hugely successful team. You know, 71, 72 UEFA Cup runners up. Yeah. Um, sorry, 74 League Cup. Then you got the semi-finals, then the 80 League Cup. I mean, that, that you know, that, that was a great time to be a Wolves fan. Yeah, we had two good teams. Yes. You know, we had that early 70s team. Yes. And then you had the late eight, uh, late 70s team. Yes. Which, you know, could probably compete, well, could compete with anyone. Oh. In, 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 you know, in the first division at that time. 100%. Yeah, so it was, you know, we're, we're lucky really when you think about that because we had that blip in 76 when we got the relegation and... Uh, yeah. But we showed that we we got quality players by coming straight up. But yeah, when I look back, I, I, I think I'm fortunate. There was in two really good, strong oh. Wolves teams. And you know, and people say, "Well, did you have a chance to move?" And I thought, "Well, I didn't because the club um, wouldn't let you. They held your registration. Yeah. But there were there were definite offers from uh, Derby." Okay. Early on, yeah, when when Brian Clough was in charge, yeah, and also from Everton, right, uh, yeah, but um, and that was early seventies as well. So that would have took some pressure off Steve Daly if you'd have gone for a one and a half million quid, wouldn't it? That <laughs> you'd have gone for more than that, wouldn't you, John? Not at that stage, you wouldn't. <laughs> not at that stage, early seventies. But you know, it's it, it never appealed. Yeah, it never. Did appealed. you just? Did you? You were settled in, because what I find. What I love about people like Willie Carr, Frank Munro, Derek Dugan, yourself, you've come from other parts of, of, of the country, you know, and you've made Wolverhampton your home. And I think, yeah. you know, you yeah. can see that. You've, you've lived in Wolverhampton ever since. Um, and did you just feel at home as soon as you got here? Um, yeah, I did. I was very fortunate. I was yeah. I was in digs with uh, Mrs. Eagle, Kath Eagle. Okay. Her son, Tony, does the cartoons for the... Yeah, oh, Tony yeah. Eagle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. So I was... All right. Yes, so Tony and Barry Powell. Yes, yes. Barry Powell was in digs, so he and I shared a room yeah. uh, with Mrs. Eagle. Um, and Tony was about my age, so yeah. he, he told me all about wolves anyway. He knew, he knew the history of wolves and stuff like that. Um, and it was just a... A nice environment. Yeah. It's, you know, you're away from home for the first time in your life. Although I was 18, it's still strange. It's still difficult to sort of um, adjust and settle in. But you know, once I got to know the players and yeah. got to get into the team, suddenly it was like a, it, the team was a family. Yes. And it would take a lot for me, and it did for a lot of the players, to move away from that family. The only way you'd consider moving away is if you weren't in, yeah, in contention for a first team yeah. place, and understandably so. And, you, and look, but, you're a long but, time retired, aren't you? So you've got to, that's you right. want to play football, and you want to be happy. Yes, of course you, you do. Happy, you know, manage a local girl. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, settle down here. The children are happy at school. So why would why would I want to go anywhere yeah. else? And I think that was the same. Scoring goals for fun. You forgot yeah. to add that bit in. Yeah. <laughs> well, that helps, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. No. Well, 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 not only that. Jason, it's it's the um, the way that people treat you. Yes. Um, you know, with the fans. Yeah. The respect. Yeah. Um, the love to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, because basically, as a footballer, what you're doing, you're you're living out the supporters' dreams. Dreams, hundred percent. You know, I still think I'm going to be a footballer now, John, at forty-three. <laughs> Any chance? But uh, but uh, yeah, there's always a chance. You've got, you've got to, don't lose the dream. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to dream. I'm going to go run in a minute. And I think, and I think that's what you know. 
comes over from yes. the, from the Wolves supporters. Yeah, um, and it was it was just a lovely time to be at um, you know uh, in Wolverhampton. And when it comes to an end, John, when you you, you went on loan to Derby initially, yeah. and then uh, you went to Portugal, Maritimo. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, no place better to go than in the sun, but. It, it must have been a real wretch to leave Wolves where you've had so many successful years, you've won trophies, uh, we're going to come on to it, you made your international debut, it must have been a, a, a real, a real, you know, sad time. Uh, yeah, in, in a lot of ways, but I was all, I was all preparing myself yeah. for the end. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think that is what, you know, makes a difference. Yeah. I never expected because I'd had three knee operations, yeah, uh, in, in, two in 1976 and one in 1978. Right. So there was, you know, from that point of view, I'd all, already um, overstayed what was expected yes. from the surgeons. Yeah. They, they didn't expect me to carry on after the two operations in 76. Fucking heck. The uh, gospel in charge of speaking differently here, John. <laughs> yeah, well, I was out for... Yeah. I, 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 that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, when I you come back, for, yeah. eighteen and seventeen. But there was a period I did see when I was doing my research. There was a period you was out for actually quite a while. Yeah, and that was the, was that the injuries? Yeah, that was yeah the, the operations. Yeah, yeah. There was loose bodies in back of my knee. Then it had a collision with Gary Pearce in training. Right. So that was those were the two operations within a matter of four or five months. So that that was in the seventies. So it would have been more goals. <laughs> Yeah, because that was when we were in the that, that was when we were in the uh, second division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and so you know, I came back into the team um, halfway through the season. Yeah. In in the seventy six right. season. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I always knew, you know, I was uh, there was going to come a time. Yeah. In the eighties, early eighties, when I, either my knee packed in. Yeah. Or, um, you know. New manager, new players. Yeah, the energy yeah. had just gone. Um, and, so, and so I was partly prepared for it. Yeah. Um, obviously didn't plan to go to Madeira. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and the time at Derby was good. Yeah. Great experience with Peter Taylor. Peter yeah, Taylor Peter was the manager. Taylor. Yeah. yeah, so there were some nice lads there. And in fact, I was travelling with John, John McCall. Oh, right, okay. John, John was at Derby. Yeah. So John and I used to take in turns to drive over there for the Brilliant. training. So that was great fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and some nice lads over there as well. Um, got a, a nice reception from the Derby supporters. And then when I came back, um, it was basically just the um, to finish off the season. I didn't get back in the team. Yeah. And that was when the opportunity came via Ronnie Allen. Yes. Ronnie Allen, who used to be the former Wolves yes, manager. Yes, yes, yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie was, um, had been a coach over in Portugal yeah and the manager of the, the Maritimo team had worked with Ronnie yeah and he asked him they were looking for a couple of players English players to fit into the team mm -hmm. and you know one was a striker could they rec he recommend anyone and he said well you know, I know John Richards might be available because he's not in the team at Wolves. I know someone who's got nearly 200 goals under his belt yeah <laughs> and that was that was interesting because they signed me without seeing me <laughs> they never, never, never saw me play. They never saw me play for Wolves. Yeah. They just went on the recommendation of Ronnie Allen. Flipping heck. Uh, and you know, ended up staying there for two years. So, um, it it was a sort of 
a quiet end yeah. to my career at Wolves. Yeah. It was just as, because I still got two years of my contract left, and so th- if I hadn't got myself fixed up with, some, with somewhere, I'd, I'd have probably just stayed at Wolves and potted about, you know, in, in the reserves or whatever. Well, there was a, and we spoke about this before. There was 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 two, uh, well, testimonial yeah, benefit yeah. game, eighty two and eighty six. Um, unusual. It is unusual. I mean, firstly, what an honour, eighty two, to, to 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 get that honour. I mean, it must be. Yeah. You, you you must be bursting with pride. Yeah. Well, it, 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 they're only given to players who've been at the club for ten and years. The, and pe- players and don't do it nowadays. No. Uh, and so that was, you know, a wonderful. Yes. Tribute from the club. Yes. To offer me the testimonial. Yeah. And, and it was, uh, you know, it was it, it was wonderful. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think I've got the program somewhere, John. Show me age now. Yeah. It was <laughs> Moscow um, Dynamo. Yeah. And I, I can remember receiving a, a little samovar. All right. From, from Lev Yashin. Right. What's a samovar? It's Excuse like my. A, uh... It's a little tea urn. All right. Which, okay. Which is a traditional. Um, yeah. Thing in, in Russia. And, and, and it's, it's like a, a global globe you thing. Still, because, you must still have that. I've got it. Yeah, yeah. I've still got that. Brilliant. From Lev Yashin. And, and there's a picture of it. Of me I've seen the picture. Yeah. I've seen the picture. You in the tracksuit top? I yeah, believe. that's right. Yeah, I've yeah, seen the picture. With Lev Yashin. Obviously, obviously, you know, legend. Was a legend Russian goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, and Bobby Charlton was there as well. Yes. At, at, the, at the testimonial. So it was lovely. A special way to sort of um, say bye to. Well, actually, it wasn't a bye to the fans because that was the the eighty six one, wasn't it? Or the yeah, that was because this was eighty two. So yes. it was just a sort of thank to, you to, for the, yeah. thank you from the club. Yes, for, to me. Yeah, and obviously, and then the supporters were uh, supported it as well. So that was that was that was a nice game. But uh, the one in, in eighty six that you mentioned. Yes. Whilst it was probably termed as a testimonial, it, yeah. it, was, it was really a um, part of a, a contract agreement or right. at the end of contract you had agreement. With Derek Dugan, I believe. Yeah, because De- Derek was the uh, managing director at yes. the time. Yes. So when I was leaving the club in '83, I'd still got two years of my contract. So I didn't know this. Yeah, I'd got um, and I'd got the opportunity to go to Madeira, but. I hadn't been in the team, yep. so I hadn't really had a, a farewell opportunity, opportunity to say farewell to the fans. Which you wanted to do. But, you know, if you know you're playing your last game, yeah. you know, you run out on the pitch. And you deserve you, it, you, John. And you come off at the end, you know, with a, to thank them. To th- so that never happened in 83 because I wasn't in the team. I still got two years of contract. As far as everyone was concerned, I was going to be here the following season. Yeah, of course. So... You know, it, it wasn't considered, and then I said to Derek, Derek, you know, I really feel, you know, if it, you know, it's in the club's interest because obviously, if, if I terminate the contract early, but club saving a few quid, yeah, because but I'm, I, I feel, you know, I'm missing out on the opportunity to say farewell to the fans yeah. after being here since 1969, you know, 100%, 14 years, yes, uh, and so what we agreed as part of the. Um, Termination agreement was um, a match. Yeah. On my return from Madeira. Yeah. And, and Derek said he, he'd organise it. Um, so it was basically a farewell match. But that then took place in a year after I got back because yeah. because at the time the, the club was having difficulties. They yes. went they went into receivership. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, and so it, it was a sort of reluctant yeah. game that Duke ended up organising. Yeah. Um, Do you think he because he almost didn't want to do it with all the other yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, all the, all the thing that was going on because of it was the distractions almost. Correct. I spoke to Doug Hope about that here, and it must have been hard for you, John, as well, to to see the club where you've you've you've. Won at Wembley twice to see them go into that demise. It, it's almost you know you're helpless, aren't you? It was horrible because the first one into um, receivership in '82. Yes. Um, and that was the year before I left. And yeah. then uh, you'd, you'd got the sort of all the things going on with yeah. with, with with the supporters. Yes. And the, like a, a supporters group to sort yes. of try and save the club. Yeah. You'd got your your Doug Hope. Yeah, with, Doug with, and our Doug. With, yeah. with, with 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 Doug, you got a time when. Um, was it that time when Doug Ellis? Yeah, Doug Ellis. Doug, yeah, Doug yeah. was chairman for yes. a short time. Yes. So, but then the Batis came in yeah. with the consortium with Dugan. So, you've got all that going on, and then four years later, it's repeated. Yeah. And so the club in that period, you know, was was, was it going was a bit of a and then going through a bad time. And we all know as well. There was just four consecutive yeah. drops, three consecutive drops. So, so top really, to bottom. the last thing that Dugan was, would have been interested in was, was organising a. Um, a yeah. farewell match for me so but it took place and yeah that, that was great you yeah know, um and it was like a closure yeah from my point of and view that's that's yeah and that was important for me and, yes and of then course. i could go right because you, you've then got a sort of so is there an element you're doing next is there an element of regret where in perhaps 82 you could have played your last game knew it was your last game almost yeah at molyneux yeah yeah um because i, I there wasn't anything at stake yes. that season. It was the following season they got relegated. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it it would have been nice if the last game of the season. Yeah. If it had been on the bench or something like that. Yeah. Like, and come it, on. And it come on. Yeah. Uh, and that it was known that this was going to be. Yeah. My last yeah. appearance for football. Yeah. And then you can say thank you. The fans would have loved to have said thank you. That's right. Yeah. So it and it never happened. Yeah. So but you know it, it, it's can't change the past can you you can't John I want to come on to your goal scoring records um, right. we've still got loads to talk about England it must have been one of your you you, 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 you you know the pinnacle 12th of the 5th 1973 Goodison Park versus Northern Ireland it's a travesty Mr Richards that you only got one cap with those goal scoring records but there were some good score good, good goal scores around at the time but what an honour yeah, that, that's loads. the problem there were loads um, and in all the positions yeah we, we you know, England was spoiled. Um, I'd been on the under-23 tour the year before, yeah, which was good uh, to East Germany, Russia, and Poland. So I, I, that you know, which was which was good. Played with some of the younger players like Keegan and, and, and yeah. stuff like that. And I think I, I think I played every match on that tour. So that really sort of cemented my chance to be with the first team. Yes, and that's what happened. You know, in in in, in was it '73. 73 yeah. was my England match, wasn't it? Yeah, 12 for the 5th, 973, yeah. Goodison so Park. It was 72 when I did, was on the yeah. 23 tour. Yeah. So I was there on the fringes anyway with, with the, the younger group, and that was when Alf named, Sir Alf Ramsey named his squad for the home internationals. Yes. And I was in the 22. Yeah. But for the first match against Northern Ireland, uh, only 16 were called up yeah um and then 
Colin Clark were injured. Yeah. And so I was then brought in from the, the remaining six yeah. to replace Alan. And it was actually, ironically, we, 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 we were staying in um, Warrington. Oh, right, okay. The Lord Darsbury yeah. Hotel. We were training there. And on the on the day before, Sir Ralph came up to me and said, uh, "You know, you, you're going to be playing tomorrow, John." And that was fantastic. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. So I got onto my mom and said, "Mom, <laughs> you need to come. Yeah, tickets, yeah. yeah, tickets." So and I'm a best pal. Brought me my mom up. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and you was playing on the right of a front three, which wasn't really your position, was it? To be fair, John. No, I was actually playing on the left. Oh, sorry, sorry. There you go. I've got it yeah, wrong no, again. I was on left the left of a front three. Yeah, not your. Well, it was a different style of play yeah. to watch. I was playing with uh, at Wolves anyway. You used to wingers two up top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I, I play off the front man. Yes. And, and the front man in the England team was Martin Chivers, a great yeah. player. Um, on the right was Mick Shannon. Yes. And I was on the left. So yeah. it was it was a three striker. So um, Mick would have to go right, wide on the right if needed. I have to go wide on the left. But I ended up playing most of time wide on the left which didn't suit me so it was reasonable we, yeah. won, we won the game Chivers scored two I think we won two one um, so we, and we did all right but then Alan Clark was was fit again um, so we then played in the other two home internationals yeah then we went on a on a on a, on a tour which included a World Cup match against Poland right um, so I was in that squad yes but in that squad, there was people like obviously Channon, yeah. Chivers, Clark, Keegan. Um, There's some good strikers around. McDonald. Yeah, Malcolm yeah. McDonald for Pinnock. I don't think um, Worthington was in that. Yeah. Yeah. So there was about seven or eight strikers for th for you know for, th for three places. It, it, is it a regret, John, that it was one cap? I'm sure that's the obvious answer, but. Uh, <sighs> It's very difficult for you to answer this, but do you think you should have got more? Because I know what all Wolves fans will say, you should have got more. And we also think that, as, as we said earlier, Kenny Beach should have got caps. Uh, Dan Why Gray did? staff should have got caps. Yeah. You know, so they're travesties in their own right. Um, but do, do, do you think, difficult to answer, do you think you should have got more? I do, and Wolves fans do. Well, I think I, I, I deserved another chance. Yes, that's probably the best way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, yeah. To sort of um, you know, to show what I could do, yeah. In possibly a slightly different setup, yeah. You know, I was I was the replacement for Alan Clark, so he'd already got, he'd already got yes. He, he, his team set up to play against Northern Ireland, and, and my I wasn't up front. I was I was I was wide yes. on the left hand side. Against some of the other opposition on the tour, it, you know, we played different styles. Yeah, and it would have been, you know, I, I think I would have been better playing. Yeah, you know, as a, a playing off a front man. Yes, like Martin Chivers or even Malcolm McDonald. Yeah, but you know, we we were never given that opportunity, and unfortunately, that was then um, Sir Ralph's final tour. Okay, because we'll, um, England didn't qualify. Yes, I, I think we lost in Poland. There was a mistake by, I think it was. Was it Bobby Moore on the far side, or was it? It was one of the defenders, right. and and they scored. Right. And so we didn't qualify for the World Cup. Yes. Oh, uh, right. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so, 
so that was one of the qualifying games yes. on, the, on the tour. So then Sir Alf Ramsey was replaced, and so then I, you know, I'd got an injury after the League Cup final uh, in '74, yeah. which kept me out for the remainder of the season. And once again, then all of a sudden, you you, you must be looking at it. You you stop scoring a lot of goals. But yeah, but but then you're back into the sort of you know others have got in front of you. You know, people like Keegan, people like McDonald. Yeah. So suddenly you're sort of in the mix. Yeah, we don't just players. a little bit further, a yeah. bit further down. Um, and then, you know, I think it was, it was more of a token thing that I was given the opportunity on the England B tour. Yeah. In 1977, I think it was. Um, went to New Zealand and Australia, and that was the one. Uh, Steve was on it. Steve Daly. Yeah. And Mel Eves. Yes, that's right, Mel. Because he said he played against the the famous team beginning with S, Singapore. Yeah, Singapore. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So so that was a sort of. Um, Bobby Robson yeah. was the manager then. So that was that was a nice sort of um, gesture, yeah. I would and think. From, from you the, must still have that cap, John. Oh, yeah. That must be with the tear and the tankards. It's got to be there. Oh, yeah. I've got them, I've got them there. <laughs> That's all right, then. So, yeah. um, goal scoring records. So, in front of me, I've got uh, the second highest goal score in Wolverhampton Wanderers history. 194 goals. I mean... Doing some research in 1976, you came on a sub against Charlton and scored a hat trick. Um, yeah, I you, wasn't playing well. It, well, oh, yeah. is that why you was dropped? Yeah. Oh, right. I was dropped. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was, what better way to answer? Yeah. Here you go, Gaffer. Well, the thing is, because you don't know where you're going to get on anyway. Yeah. It was Waggy. I think Waggy got injured again. You so, come on, scored a hat trick. Yeah, and that was it. I was back in the team. Fastest recorded goal. Um, uh, I, I don't know if this is actually Wolves' fastest league goal in their history. I think it possibly could be. Uh, I'm not sure. I think it is. Is it? The Burnley. 13 seconds against Burnley. 15th, 11th, 75. Flipping out. 15 seconds. I mean, players are still doing the boot. What happened? I know. It was... Um, it, it didn't appear to be that fast. It, it was a, just a normal uh, kick-off. Yeah. Went back to... Um, might have been Mike Bailey. Um, who knocked it wide on the left to John Farley? Yep. And then it, it, it just shimmied, took on on the fullback because um, quick John was. Yes. Very good, good, good left foot. And then it just not quite to the byline, but drilled it across. And Alan Stevenson, the goalkeeper, all he could do was parry it out. And I was just coming in and stroked it in with, with my left foot. Um, there's a bit. There was a bit of controversy about that one because I think it's on YouTube somewhere where right. a Burnley fan who put has put it up there saying it's the goal that never was because because it came out. I'll get that took down. Yeah. No, no, no. no what happened? And I can see it because in those days they used yeah. to, to use pegs. Okay. Yeah. So what had happened? I'd scored. Just inside the post, and it went through. But what it did, it, the ball came out at the end. All oh, right. Onto the onto the the hard bit. Yeah, of the, yeah, the, 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 the track Yeah. Oh, brilliant! But the ref, but the referee was there. Yeah, so he's seen it. And the goalkeeper, nobody complained. Can you imagine if the ref doesn't give that. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was only afterwards that it appeared somewhere on YouTube, and somebody said, "I'm going to, I'm going to." That fastest goal of yours, the Burnley fans don't agree. I'm going to definitely look for that. Also, uh, John. <coughs> You, 18 goals, the joint highest League Cup goal scorer with Steve Bolt. We're going to come on to him in a minute. 
And uh, you're the, the record FA Cup goal scorer for Wolves with 24. Um, Billy Hartill uh, was at Wolves between 1928 and 1935, a little bit before your time, was the previously the highest goal scorer mm. in Wolves history with 170 goals. You eclipsed that. Um, so, one, I've got two questions for you here, John. Um, one, really, what an honour to, 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 to beat that record. Um, I mean, we'll talk about that first, because yeah. we'll come on to something. That when that 170th goal went in, and, and subsequently the 171st, wow! I know. I mean, you know, a, a, cl- <laughs> a club with the history that Wolves got. Yes. You know, and you, you're suddenly a serious part of that. Yeah. You know, it, 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 serious. It, 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 yeah. It really yeah. sort of hits hits home, and people are talking yes. to you about it, and you think, yeah, because. You don't think about it when you when you're well, playing, yeah. you know, and when you know younger, you just want to. Were you aware to, of it when you was as, as you're getting towards it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hang on a it's in the papers, yeah, all the time. You know, it's getting closer and closer to it, and, the, and I always feel it's unfair as a comparison because when they say, "Oh, Billy Hartill in the 1930s," and different like, eras, different, totally, you know, number of games that are played. Yes. Different, different equipment, different, different pitches, different, different, different pitches, you know, and different standards, different divisions, different, you know. Exactly, and so mm-hmm. it's 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 not quite right to compare. Yes. But at the same time, from a numbers point of view, it's wonderful. So the other part, there. the other part of my question is: in 1992, I believe it was, a certain Stephen George Ball um, overtook your record, went on to score 306. We, 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 you know, we all know the, 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 the goal scoring premise. Yeah, had. fantastic. For, for you, and <clears throat> I'll answer this on your behalf to start with. So when that 195th goal went in, I mean, I'd have been really... <laughs> I mean, listen... It was always going to happen. Was it bittersweet? Yeah, because you knew it was going to happen. Yeah. You, you could see it. Yeah. You know, it, it was, you know, the way he was knocking goals in for fun. Yeah. In, you know, in, in, in all the different divisions. Of course, it, it was, of it course. was never going to stop. And international level, because because of course he was. The, the, I mean, he had about 13, 15 international caps. The easy critique to Steve is, oh, he didn't do it at the top level. Uh, you can only of, beat what's in front of you. That's a lot. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. That's a load of rubbish saying that. And he scored four goals for England. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, he's up there. He's got. To of course be up there. he is. Otherwise, he would have been in the England team to start course, off. Of yeah. course. And he, you know, it's just the circumstances he was in. And the opposition he was up against yeah. in those divisions and moving up, but he was scoring, you know, at every level that, yes. that he was at, and including the top level for England. So you could always, it was always going to happen, Jason, because you know he, he was nearly there after five or six seasons. <laughs> <laughs> but you think you're flipping that game of transfer yeah, quick? Yeah, I had fourteen seasons. You got to bear in mind. Yeah, he's he, he, he he passed it in nearly six. He, 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 well, look, when you put it that way, look, I mean, one got one season fifty-two, one season fifty. But we need to talk about you, John. <laughs> Listen, in in you know, um, I've asked this to Steve. Three hundred six goals. I'm not going to lie. It ain't never going to be beaten. It's it can't never be beaten. Correct. It yeah. Can't. It, it's yeah. not. So that's that's standing forever. Will your hundred ninety-four goals be beaten? Because I'm going to put my head on the line here and go, no, it ain't. Because no, I don't think it will. It won't. It no. can't. I, I think you will be lucky to have any player reaching a hundred in in the I, I can't in, even in, see that. In, you know, in the in the current sort Listen. of climate with with footballers and the way that football is. So they've got to they've got to say they made the debut at twenty. They've got to score twenty goals a season for five seasons. So then they're going to be twenty five. So that's only a hundred goals. Only halfway towards yours at that point, by the way. 
Real Madrid are going to come sniffing, Barcelona, Arsenal, Liverpool, whoever, they're not going to stop they're at club and score 194 yeah. goals. So if, the, if there's a goal scorer at Wolves, you know, for two or three seasons, yeah. looking them in like that, they'll oh. look up agents. Yes. The agents will go, right. Flipping Mendes ain't going to let someone score 200 goals at Wolves ever again. So he'll be touting them around all, all over the world. So, so it's as simple as that. I, I don't think Steve's will be passed. Yeah, I, don't I, think I, don't, will. I don't think mine will be passed. I don't think it will be. And I hope it won't be. Well, yeah. I don't know. That's a bit of an odd one really to say because you, you, of course you want people yeah, to do but, well. But, but, but the thing is, what's nice about it is when people are talking about it and, yeah. and they're, coming to, they're coming towards it. Yeah. It brings you back into focus. Of course it does. And that's what's lovely, because suddenly get people... Well, when they were talking about the, the lad, was it last season? No, it must have been a couple of seasons ago. He was the first one to get a hat-trick in the top flight Gee, since me. Was, he, was that Diogo Jota? Was it Jota? Could be, yeah. yeah. I think it was Jota. Jota. yeah. And I think it was Leicester. Right. I think it was yes, Le- Leicester. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, it, it was. It was Leicester, yeah. because I scored a hat-trick against Leicester. Ah, OK. Yeah, and... and Brilliant. And suddenly... Yeah. I'm 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 being yeah, recognised yeah. again, hey, and I think that's what's wonderful about football. You never know. No. You know, and what I love about Wolverhampton anyway is the fact that, you know, people treat me so yeah. well. And, and John, so rightly so, because listen, you yeah. are a gentleman, by the way. You know, you don't need me to tell you that, but you know, you you deserve all the all the plaudits, all the accolades that you've got throughout your career and subsequently get. And, and, and on that, you become, to talk about accolades, you become a Wolves director in 1995. You yeah. was then managing director of the club from 97 to 2000. I spoke to Colin Lee um, on the podcast and he had fantastic things to say about you. He said, listen, to work with John was an absolute pleasure. He knew your history at the club as a player, but not only that, he said, to work with you as a man, as a professional, he mm-hmm. held you in the highest of regards. So that pizza. That's very kind of it. Well, yeah. lovely bloke, Colin, just like you. So, for, 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 my question is really for, for what an honour once again in 1995. So, Jack invites you to, to be yeah. on the board. And it's, it's totally out of the blue. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm working with Cannock Chase Council. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. So, it wasn't going to change that anyway. It was only when I became a managing director in 97 yeah. that changed. But, and it was to. Um, be a former player on the board because the position was previously held by Billy Wright. Ah, yes, of course. And then Billy passed passed away. away. Yes. And then, you know, to have that accolade as well, you know, Sir Jack's personally asked me to sort of stand in, not stand in, but take the position of Billy Wright. I see once again. And suddenly you go, The timeline fits in. I didn't didn't see that, but yeah. Wow, you know, what, what an honour that was. And, and, and managing director, you're coming back to the club in a completely different capacity then. Um, you know, you're in the, the forefront, and, effectively. And you, yeah, you, that was an interesting In the firing time. line. Yeah, oh yeah. And, it, and I'll, bring, I'll come back to Colin on that. Yes. And that was interesting as well, because... Um, not that to say I was reluctant to take the position. It was a case of... I was with Sir Jack um, as part of the interview panel. Right. For the managing director position. Yes. And so we'd got, um, or the club had got a number of um, these specialist yeah. personnel agencies yes. to recommend people. So yeah. so we were interviewing four or five top class people who were yes. put themselves forward for the position. And so Jack didn't like any of them. <laughs> didn't like any of them. 
Uh, Doesn't like subjective yourself, fussy in particular. Oh, Doesn't mess about. Yeah. And you know, after we'd done about five, five or six, and, and this was over several weeks. Yeah. You know, he, he says, because he, he liked the way I spoke. At the Handled interviews. this in the interview, yeah, of course, of course, solved the problem effectively. He says, he says, why don't you give it a go, John? <laughs> and I said, I didn't know this neither. Uh, I don't know. Johnny says, he says, you know the fans, you know the club, you know, I can work with you, this yeah. other thing. He says, why don't you give it a go? Yeah. Because, you know, because these others, you know, whilst you know, they're impressive with yes. the CVs. They don't, they don't know the history they, they of the fabric of this club. The club. They don't know the, the importance with the supporters and that relationship. So that's how I took on, that's how I took on the position. Um, yeah. And it was, you know, it was, it was... It was, it was tough. It was very tough at times because we'd we'd got um, some sort of legal things going on as well. You know, right. there was issues between Sir Jack and yeah. Jonathan, which, yeah. which, which yeah. you know wasn't. So very there was nice. a lot off the pitch. There was could, a lot of off yeah. the pitch stuff, which, yeah. which which you know you you know you don't need to know too much no, about. Not at and, all. and the fans really, it's more about the football. Yes. But at, at the time, we were just yeah. And I suppose it's difficult we, for you we, to be we, in the middle we, of that feud, yeah, isn't it, almost? Because you've got past. Mark and Colin. Yeah. But, to, you know, and there was times when it wasn't going well, and I can remember at a home game, and I can't remember which one it was, and, and somebody, somebody came and said to Mark and Colin, oh, you know, there's a lot of fans outside, and, you know, and, you know, they're causing a bit of commotion, you know, they're having a go at John. Would you get some grief? Yeah. I didn't know. And, and, and um they got short memories, Wolves fans. Yeah, no, no, but it, it, it's the heat of the moment. I know. I'm sorry, you, you had you had fans having to go at Sir Jack for not listen for not, start, for not putting enough money in. You know, you get it all Dance, the time, yeah. Jason. You're, I know, you're, you're, I know. You're gonna get know. an extremist in whatever. And bless him, Colin said, "We're coming out here." And they Colin, faced the Colin, flag. Colin Lee said, "We're coming yeah. out here." So, Fair play. So the three of us walked out, so I didn't have to go out and face them on my own. Which was, you know, going back to, to uh, Colin, look. absolutely fantastic. And, you know, it was the right thing for me to leave in the end because it needed a different type of um, management, which I wasn't comfortable with. Well, listen, it, football is a very uh, cutthroat industry. It's very, look, you don't need me to tell you. It, it's the, 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 the fans are so passionate, they're so emotive. It's 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 awful that you, you get any form of stick directed at you, John. It really, really is. But sadly, it, I don't want to say this. It does become part and parcel when it's a high-profile football club. They're spending millions of pounds on players. The fans want this success. They've got to blame someone. They blame Sir Jack. They blame you. They blame the manager. They blame everyone. Yeah, I, I, I got some stick when I was playing. When I missed a penalty. It's <laughs> never ended. I, I got a letter. Oh God! From, from a fan really having a go at me because I missed this penalty at. Um, I didn't sign it, did I? <laughs> but it's part and parcel of it, Jason. Yeah. It, it goes with the territory. You know, yeah. it, it, you know, you don't take it to heart. No. Because, you know, things move on. Yeah. Things move on, you know. But you're glad you've done it. You're glad you've played a part in oh, it. Oh, yeah, part with, of the without a doubt. Well. Yeah, because, it, you know, it, to me, it was, it was you know, some lovely people there. Yes. Some, I worked with some marvellous people at Wolves. People like Richard Skiro, yes, you know, fantastic. A lot of the Gentle. staff, you know, I, I didn't get too involved with with the football side because I, I was always of the opinion 
that's the manager's yeah. domain. You know, that, yeah. that's it. You don't get too friendly with the, with, with, with the players, but with the staff themselves, wonderful, Brilliant. dedicated. You know, you couldn't have asked for better people yeah. to work for you, but, uh, you know, everything's... It's, it's, it's in the moment and, and of you, course and, and, and you move on it's as simple as that of course it is and you know it's in hindsight would, would you do things differently yeah of course we all would yeah I'd do things differently but at the same time I've come away great experience you know I've moved on to John, other things could have been worse you could have been working with Dugan and Doug I hope in the 80s <laughs> but you, you did the best thing you went over to Portugal didn't yeah, you I got getting out, on the cocktails I got out of the way didn't I before the, hey I don't yeah. flipping blame you good time in that and and now you're a figurehead with the Wolves FPA the former players association it's been almost brought back in house Peter Creed done a fantastic job for years yeah. you're heavily involved with that now looking after the former players you know the former players are my passion as well John um, from your point of view I mean that that organisation is going from strength to love strength it. at the minute isn't it love it uh, you know it was started in 1988 by yeah. Peter and yes. the, you know, your Billy Wrights and people like that yeah. mainly as a result of you know they got fed up of just meeting at, um, at funerals. <laughs> so, so it's, it started from then, um, and we've built up um, in the last few years a really close relationship with the club. Yeah, They're very supportive of us, and the pandemic has has hit us quite hard. Yes, in, in a lot of respects because of the social events, we're not able to do, get together. Yeah, as as much as we we'd want. It's also given us an opportunity to sort of review what we've, we've been doing and what yes. we need to be doing going forward, where, you know, in particular with um, some of our former players who aren't so well, Yeah. Um, you know, during the uh, pandemic, we heard about Mike Bailey. Bless him. His, his family were very brave to come out and make yes, that announcement. So suddenly it's changed our focus. Yes. From a former with the former players, where we, you know, in addition to what we already do with the, um, the, the club and the, and the supporters and yes. fundraising for local yeah, charities, yeah. we've decided we need to sort of be more um, proactive in proactive with the former players. With the yeah. former players and Agreed. those who are not necessarily always around yeah yeah you know we've got a lot a lot of local players who, former yeah. players who steve daly people like that yeah waggy sort of waggy lofty, lofty and jeff yeah, palmer yeah. and, and Derek parkin and, yes. and john mccall so we've got a lot of yeah andy thompson's come on board yeah matt murray yeah so a lot of the younger ones so we're now trying to create a sort of uh, more of a sort of opportunities for the former players yeah brilliant and that's what it needs to be to, that's what it to get together, whether it's via Zoom or things like yes. that, whether it's organising social events, getting golf days, um, and also, you know, putting them in touch with one another. Yeah. And also where there's support available. Yeah. From the PFA yes. Players Union. You know, we we've now created a link between with the PFA, so we, we're very keen to sort of get all this message across the former players. There is help if yeah. you need it, because I think a lot of former players feel a bit reluctant yeah. to come forward, yeah. especially if, if, if they've got difficulties, if they're struggling. And what we want to do is is make that Help them as support. easy as possible for well, them without them feeling that is amazing. embarrassed or you know feel as if they can't. Well, John, 
Yeah. You know, you're doing a we'll great job with that. We'll get that. You, you will. You're doing a great job. And I want to interview a lot of the former players. A lot of them do say, oh, have you got so-and-so's number and put me in touch. And that's lovely to do. Um, and before we come on to the final question, little birdie tells me you're reading a book at the minute, tells from the tape, and he te- I can't believe this. Speaking to John earlier, got a copy of the book. He said it's on his bedside table. My book is on King John's bedside <laughs> table. What is going on, John? No, it's it's great, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and I didn't have to pay for it either. You didn't? You, hey, you, you owe me a tenner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Jason, I love the book. Oh, brilliant. I think what it, sh- what it, what it shows is the human side yes. of professional football. Yeah. A lot of people um, see footballers you know, as the Premier League footballers, things like that. that yes. Everything's hunky-dory, running smoothly. You've seen, you know, what, you, what, what that book is, yeah. is virtually every scenario, not just the players, you've got the, you've got the, the managers, the coaches, you've got yeah. the directors, but more so from my point of view, is the players yeah and they're not all got joe jackson yes yeah yeah one game live the dream Rock lad yeah lived the dream yeah played for wolves yeah put a wolf shirt on yeah fantastic see you later L- lived his dream. <laughs> no but then gone on yeah to work in the local oh, community what he's done is amazing and, and, and you go fantastic because what's interesting you said to me john you there were stories in the book that, that about your former teammates you didn't even know no that's right you know you know it's it's, it's steve daly yeah 1972 uefa cup final he got a met because yeah medal. and he, one of his grandkids or whatever yeah uh, got, got uh, nicked uh, to school took it to school to never seen it again lost it so you, be careful i know steve we'll be having yours off yeah you. no i've hidden mine don't worry about <laughs> yeah. that but it's things like that it's the human Thank side you. yeah Players who've you know had not opportunities but been there, yes, or injuries, yes, you know, players when they finish, how do they deal with how, how they finish? Oh, yeah, it, it's all varied, you know, from the impact it has on them personally, uh, financially. Yes, it, 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 I, I think it's a lovely insight. Well, thank you, John. To you know, on professional football. And yeah. All the, all the sides of it. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. From from your your Kenny Hibbets, like yeah. that, who, who played Teddy Walton, that yeah, to, played at that level. You know, had a good career in it. From the ones who just had a little, yeah, s- little snippet, snippy. little bit of this, just just a taste of it. But you know, they've still done a yeah. lot more than flipping egg. other people what would wish to do. Well, I'll fans, tell you what, if, if, you know, if, if, the, and I just loved it. I, I love it because they're all different. And I keep going back oh, to them. Do you know what? That's at my age, I keep forgetting. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many in there. Flipping egg. There's so many that, in there. That, honestly, that's made my day. Uh, it really, really has, John, yeah. that, that my book is on your bedside table. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. If that's not a plug to buy it, uh, the, the, oh, I'll never get a better one than that. But finally, John, this is about you. What a career. 194 goals, 486 appearances, medals, trophies, the lot, England caps, um, a, a record that, that has been beaten but will never be beaten again. Goals in 13 seconds, goals galore. If you can look back on that amazing career, and it, it, this is a difficult question, but if you can pick one memory, but oh, I, I know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which one I mean there's so so many um, which one do you look back on and it always puts a smile on your face and you think wow <laughs> you've got an hour to answer this well you, you would automatically think it was the League Cup fi- uh, final win in 74 yeah but to me it was the semi-final 
Okay. Against Norwich. Yeah, yeah. Norwich. Um, we played on the Saturday. Yeah. Because we we played them in the in the midweek. Yeah. In the first leg, and the second leg was on the Saturday. Right. Because the, we both got gaps. In in in, in, the, in the league in, fixtures. In the league yeah. fixtures. Whether because it was a gap because of the FA Cup, and we were both out of the FA Cup. Ah. So. So we we played and we drew one all at Norwich. You've got to bear in mind this was like early se- nineteen seventy four. Yeah. Previous season we'd lost the semi final. Yeah. To Spurs, the yeah. League Cup, and the semi final of the FA Cup to Leeds. Yeah. We'd got a team there. A lot of them, you know, had never played in a cup final. Yes. Mike Bailey, Waggy, Derek Dugan, you know, Frank Munro. Yeah. You know. This was their dream. This was our dream. Yeah, we'd missed two opportunities the season before. We'd got Norwich at home, one all in the first leg. Yeah, we you know nil nil after half time, and then there's a ball that I think whether it's from Lofty or whatever, but it comes from the defence. It normally does, and and Duke goes up for it, and I know full well. I, I, I can I can see him. It was just inside. Norwich's half in the centre in, in the centre yeah. centre spot. And he's gonna get he's gonna get this. And he flicks it on <laughs> and it's just come straight to me on my head. All right. off me and a nod it past the defender. Stringer. Yeah. Stringer. And so I've, I've got him unturned anyway, so I'm past him. Yeah. I'm past him and I'm running and I'm running down just on the down towards the north bank. Yeah. And I can I can visualise it now, and it's 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 there in my head, Jason. And I'm running down, and strikers don't like time. We we don't like time to think. And I and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking. <laughs> so because normally most of my goals are inside the box. Yeah. And I'm just instinctive, and I'm running, and it's Kevin Keelan in goal, and I'm thinking as I get closer to him, I'm going, what are you going to do? You're going to shoot me. And before I know it. I just hit it hard and low, and it goes under his body. Goes in under his body. One nil. North Bank erupts, as you would imagine, and you go. But then we got about another fifteen minutes to yeah. hold on. I mean, there a shot that went across, but Lofty had got it covered anyway. It, it was never a problem. And then the final whistle. Oh, all hell. Let you like it. Oh, the fans were on the pitch. They were. Picking me up, the the album on the floor. Somebody took my shirt off me. Took my shirt off me. You've never seen that again. No, <laughs> never seen it again. But when I was at Canuck, yeah, working for Canuck, somebody said um, reception rang. said, oh, John said there's, there's somebody here who wants to see you. Um, I forget his name. And it's a lad from Canuck. Yeah. And he says, oh, John. He says, I just wanted to meet you because he says I got your shirt. He says I was at the I was the one. I says, Give me back. So no. <laughs> no so, way. So at least I know where it's gone. It's gone to a good home in Canada somewhere. Maybe an egg. You but, won't tell you where. But the fans after that, and the reaction from the town was that we're going to Wembley. And when and that stuck. That was really as stuck with me. When you've just described that goal, you were sitting on your chair. You was you was moving. You was kicking it. You was still. Does that make the hairs on the back of your neck still stand up to this day to live it? Yeah, like? yeah, because I, I can visualise it. Yeah, and I'm I'm running down to him. The pitch isn't the best. There's yeah. not much grass on it. Is yeah, in in, in I say because it was it would have been around about the the February time. Yeah, so you're not going to have much grass on the pitch, and I can I can see Keelan 
they're just coming out and you're just running but obviously yeah you know i know the pitch better than most people well, listen, so you just hit it hard and low and that was it john 10 keepers wouldn't have got that but john thank you i just got to thank you for your time today um i want to thank you for your service to our club on the pitch off the pitch um, 194 goals, 486 appearances. I could go on forever. We could have gone on for another hour. Um, thank you for your time today. Once again, you're always welcome back on the podcast. And, and on behalf Pleasure. of all the Wolves fans, thank you for the service you've given to our great club. Yeah, well, on my behalf, can I thank the fans for all the support they've given us? And in particular to me, yeah. during my what, 50 years here. In association with Wolverhampton. 50 years Wanderers. here at Wolverhampton, yeah. Brilliant. Thanks, John. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. Right, pleasure.